Hello Dreamers, welcome to episode 3 of the Dreamcast Year's Game of the Year Edition podcast. This episode we'll be pitting you our personal games for the year of 1999. That's a square 20 years ago at this point, and if you've played any of these games and you start to feel extremely old after you're listening, don't worry, you're in good company. Joining me on this trip down the yawning chasm of time are two of the usual suspects. First off, we have the man who is, what, 45 hours deep into Fortnite at this point? It's Andrew. How's it going, Andrew? Uh, good. I feel like I'm playing too much Fortnite now that you put it that way, but yeah, <laughs> pretty good, thanks. Well, it's your your playtime is publicly available to all to all of your friends, so they, they can all it look is. upon and judge you. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I, it, I, go on. I was going to say it also means that all of my other games are also publicly available and you'll be able to see like, I've spent a few minutes on this game or like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, all my other games have suffered because of Fortnite, but hopefully not for much longer. Well, now you've got plenty to be getting on with, haven't, have, haven't you? you got uh, Shenmue 3, Pokemon. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. There's too many games like Death Stranding. Yeah, oh, um, it's just a lot. There's a lot. There's too much. A lot. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. FOMO now about Shenmue 3. It's, I'm watching people <laughs> play. And I'm just like, oh, I should be playing this. I should be owning this game. But <laughs> That is the voice of the inimitable Dreamcast Barber himself. It's Rich. How's Hello. it going, Rich? I'm good. Thank you very much. How do you feel about these uh, about Sonic now that they've done that redesign? I am over the moon. I am so happy. I've watched that trailer more times than I care to admit. Um, I bloody love him. I absolutely love him. He's adorable. It looks good. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, even yeah. the character feels I, I different. Think the actual voice acting feels different. Yeah, as a result. it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the trailer generally has a much more Sonicy feel to it. The first trailer was like not very sonicy at all it didn't this have felt it didn't set a really clear tone that first trailer this one feels no just, it was just fun and yeah i got yeah. a feel for the film from it which is what any good trailer yeah. should do so no over i the really i really appreciated the um green hill zone music that was great oh and the hilltop and the road la- sign as well and the lack uh-huh. of gangsters paradise <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> chiefly the lack of that song um Okay, let's talk about what happened after the last episode. Um, mm. Obviously, we had four games pitched from 1998. We had Andrew Resident Evil 2. We had Rich with Pokemon Red and Blue and 1080 Snowboarding. And then I pitched Half-Life. I don't know about you guys. I'm kind of surprised at the results of this poll. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm just surprised. Uh, really? Uh, I mean, I thought Pokemon would win. Anyway, right. So I'll start off with the winner. The winner with 34% of the vote was Resident Evil 2. Um, well, so yeah. well done, Andrew. How do you feel about that? Uh, I feel pretty good. I think Resident Evil 2 is a worthy winner. Um, it is an amazing game. And uh, as we'd say in the OG, it was a bit of a game changer. So I, th- I think it's yeah, it's definitely a worthy winner of, uh, of Game of the Year for 1998, for sure. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coming second, 30% of the vote, which I'm satisfied with. It was Half Life, which was mine. Yeah. I think I'd have preferred it to win, but I'll, I'll take I'll take close second. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really shocked that third it's Pokemon Red and Blue with twenty eight percent. Big game. And then yeah. I'll just I'll just I'll just say the last one because it was also rich. It, it, it <laughs> was also Rich's ten eighty snowboarding with eight percent of the votes. People have no taste. Um, <laughs> no does that does? On a scale of 1 to 10, how much does that sting, Rich? Oh, uh, I'd say a good 10. <laughs> 80. Wow, blimey. 
surprised Pokemon didn't win? Um, I don't know. I think I did go in thinking that Resident Evil was going to have the edge, so I, I expected Pokemon to beat Half Life. I won't, I won't lie, but I didn't think it was mm-hmm. going to be a winner. Yeah, same. Yeah, I guess I'm as surprised Pokemon lost as I am <laughs> that Half Life came second. Um. All right, so that means, Rich, you lost, unfortunately, which means that you have to do the uh, forfeit this time, which uh, we didn't have a poll up this time um, for deciding what that forfeit would be. Uh, There is a good reason for that, though, and that is that Andrew forgot, and I can't think of a better reason (laughs) for things not being done. Um, So we're going to go ahead and go with heckling again. Uh, We're going to give Andrew the chance to heckle back this time. Yeah. so we'll do you first, Rich. Let's get the messy one out of the way first. Yeah, let's uh, do that. What game? What game are you going to pitch us this time? Well, it's outside of the box, mate. I'm going to go for Hydro Thunder on the Dreamcast. Hmm. Hydro Thunder on the Dreamcast. Okay, Andrew, have you got a timer handy? I do. Yes, I do have one. Um, right. Okay. I'll uh, I'll start us off then. Are you ready, go Rich? Go. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so Hydro Thunder was a launch title on the Dreamcast. Hydro Thunder! um, One of the best racing games on the Dreamcast. Has the best water physics since Wave Race 64. Did he say it was the best racing game? One of the best racing games. Um, Yeah, amazing water physics, great music, great visuals. Jet skis. Um, Felt like the arcade was in your living room. Um, How good can it be? Kind of reminded me of one of those simulator rides you used to get when you go off massive There are other games with cars in them. um, Off massive waterfalls. It's just very, very very exhilarating, very exciting. Makes your stomach turn. Granted, you can't put a car in water, Mm. but. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else did I say? Um, yeah, it's got great boosts in it. We're talking it. about it's, the bad games. It's all the, it's all the best of Wave Race 64 with a little bit of wipeout in it. Wave it feels Race futuristic. 64. Great variety of tracks. All the best. Was there any um, best? <laughs> so, you really get on my nerves. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I actually played it in the arcade cabinet 20 years later. Um, so, that was a very special You're moment done. for me. So I oh, bet that's that, it. Oh. <laughs> trying to appeal oh. to people was, uh, you know, trying to pull on the heartstrings. Uh, you know, a bit of an impersonal story <laughs> about it, but... Well, no, you um, know how I feel now. Exactly. Andrew, do you feel bad enacting heckling back at Rich? No, I feel I feel like it was required. It was revenge. That and was way I look more forward to the day that the I get air. to do it for you. That was way more effective <laughs> than the air horn I found. That was actually, mm. yeah. <laughs> that was thrown All me right. <laughs> Next time, next time we'll have a different, uh, we'll have a different forfeit, but uh, I'm glad yeah. that you got to have your revenge, Andrew. Yes. Um, have you played this game? So... I'm not sure if I've actually played the original. Now, I know I've played the sequel, which is Hydro Thunder Hurricane, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I mean, it's very similar. Um, obviously, slightly better graphically um, and probably a bit faster because I think it was the next... It was on, it was on the next generation of um, arcade software. I think mm. it was Naomi 2 that it was on um, mm. and then got ported to the 360. So it was better, but... Um, I, I mean, I've heard a lot about the original and it was a launch title on the Dreamcast. So... I mean, going by what I've played of the sequel and what I know of the original, I mean, I'd say it's it, it's a pretty damn good arcade game. Um, it's fun. I mean, that's uh, the overwhelming thing when I think about that game is how fun it is. It's just a fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was listening to Rich and not heckling him, I'd be able to contribute more. But I sure. think he mentioned something about water physics. Do you remember? Do you remember that? 
Yeah, I mean, for a game of its time, it had really great... I mean, it's a, it's a game that's centred around water, so you guess it should have great water physics, but it really did. The, the waves and stuff in it were fantastic, um, and it was to the degree where, you know, your your boat your boat would interact with the with the water, with the waves, so you weren't just kind of, like, gliding through a texture um, as you would have done beforehand. You know, the, the waves and the water, you would actually kind of go up and jump over them, and, uh, I mean, like I say, I've only played Hurricane, and... That that's really pronounced in that so i don't know if it's quite as much in the original mm, think, um but yeah i think i mean we game... talk... oh, go ahead sorry sorry rich go on let's <laughs> say in terms of the controls the way it felt it carried some real weight to the physics like obviously i know the dreamcast vibration pack was always quite aggressive but when mm. you like splash down in the water you know went off jumps it just carried a lot of weight it really felt like you were just basically taking a pounding it was yeah just, I've not felt that in a racing game since. I um, we've talked before about games on the Dreamcast that really showcase the hardware, and I think this is another one. One of those, right? The water physics were um, sort of mind blowing at the time, right? Mm. Yeah, I think that's probably true. And the fact it was a launch title as well is is quite impressive, and and I think it goes to show quite quite a lot how much of an arcade at home console the dreamcast was the mm-hmm. fact that it was capable of of you know d- porting that game to it and porting it well it wasn't like a, a shitty downgrade from the from the arcade from what i remember it's actually pretty faithful to it um i'm not sure if it exceeded the arcade it probably didn't but it, it was it was faithful enough that you know you, you felt like you're at the arcade when you played it on the dreamcast Cool. I don't think I. I don't know that I played this one. I played a Hydro Thunder, maybe mm. in the uh, arcade. But the, the only the only contribution I have really is Hydro Thunder, and that's it. I don't <laughs> Select your boat. It was the voiceover. <laughs> so, so midway, and the, the boats had Isn't great it? names as well. There's always one called Misbehave and Man the Torpedo. Oh really? Um, <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Very cheesy. Very very midway. A company I it miss sounds... greatly. It sounds like one of those, uh, another one of those blue sky, colourful, cheerful, happy games, right? Um, there's one track called, um, was it um, New York Disaster with the whole New York's underwater? So not completely happy, oh. but <laughs> okay. Aside from that one track. <laughs> All right. Uh, well done, Rich. We will Thank move you. on. Um, we have Andrew. You won, so you've got two games to pitch this time. Um, so we're going to do one of yours, one of mine, and then we'll end with yours. If that sounds okay, okay. sounds good to me. All right, cool. Let yeah. me just get a timer up. Okay. And uh, and then we'll go. Okay, so just tell us what game you're pitching. Uh, so first off, um, I'm going to be pitching Silent Hill for the PlayStation. Hmm. All right. Uh, are you ready to go? Uh, sure. Yeah. Okay, three, two, one, go. So Silent Hill was probably the first psychological horror game, the first true one. It's the atmosphere is like nothing else you're ever going to play ever. Uh, the fog, the way that they use the console's physical limitations in order to create some amazing tension with that fog and, and the darkness. Um, it had a story unlike anything else I've played. Uh, you know, it, the voice acting wasn't amazing, but like we discussed in the OG there was just something about the way that, that everything came together in that game. It's uh, It sparked a whole series of games. It's probably the pinnacle for me of, ho- of horror gaming is the Silent Hill franchise. It's just the best. The fact that Silent Hills never came out is a, uh, is a complete travesty. But Silent Hill itself, amazing game. 
it, it holds up really well today. It might be difficult to play considering, but it's just it's still still so scary and so uh, just uh, I, I, I want to make noises about it rather than talk about it because it's just one of those <laughs> games that makes you want to go, oh, it's so good. Um, and well, I your time's up, so ah. don't worry. I'll rescue you from making more noises. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> All right, uh, Rich, do you want to start us off by telling us that you've not really played this game? <laughs> of course, why not? <laughs> it wouldn't be a podcast <laughs> if I didn't do that. So, I played some of it. Um, no, I I did greatly enjoy it. It it shit me up. I'm not gonna lie. Um, mm. Again, I've got on record as saying I'm a zombie guy, but I prefer this kind of horror over the horror that the early Resident Evil games established. It was more my kind of genre. Um, I love the psychological. I love just being creeped out, feeling on edge. Almost that mm-hmm. it kind of is that game that kind of had that invisible enemy. You was waiting for obviously everything to go south, basically, yeah, for the world to change. Just found that just that premise very, very, very um, unsettling. Um, yeah, I just I, I've got yeah, like everyone says, the fog definitely adds to it, and I I love that. I mean, for every Turok dinosaur hunter, you have a, a Silent Hill, so <laughs> <laughs> uses fog so well. Um, it does it does yeah. yeah uh i i agree with everything that you said it's um it's uh, a very scary game uh when it comes to horror i don't really like jump scares that much i don't like mm. being startled and so silent hill is definitely the sort of genre that i would lean towards um that said though i've i've grown to really enjoy horror games these days not so much back in the day when this game came out but i don't know that i could play silent hill now because mm. i find it too unset too unsettling it's it's hard to play it's very oppressive um its flavor of horror is very very effective um like like you said with the the fog and the and the darkness indoors um yeah really really scary stuff um it's a shame that it's now a dead franchise pretty much and as andrew said silent hills uh, silent hills is maybe the scariest thing i've ever played or maybe seen like it's uh, i sort of didn't like that thing being on my hard drive it was so scary yeah it, it felt thought, like a video nasty in a way it was the equivalent yeah of totally Just, it ugh. was like they're not they're not allowed to do this like oh man um but the the the, the the things that they could do now with Silent, with Silent Hill, mm. um, yeah, it would be amazing. Anyway, Silent Hill on PS One, fantastic game, um, great. Okay, well done, Andrew. Uh, we'll move on to me. Um, this episode, I'm pitching Metal Gear Solid for the PS One, um, which is the clear winner. This episode, <laughs> um, I expect that will be reflected in the Twitter poll. No sweat. I'm not worried about this at all. Um, <laughs> Someone else got a timer ready? Got one ready. Uh, Cool. All right. Okay. Uh, Three, two, one, go. Metal Gear Solid is ostensibly schlocky spy action thriller type stuff. But as you progress through the game, it starts to completely subvert this perspective and it has all the trappings of schlocky spy action thriller in its very cinematic quality and it's very um actiony type music it's like a late 90s action film like broken arrow or something but also sprinkled in there it's telling you about the ethics of gene therapy and nuclear proliferation on one end of the scale and as you go forward it starts to talk about other things other philosophies like whether love can flourish on the battlefield 
Um, it's completely crazy. The game is um, littered with uh, fourth wall breaks and strange campy comedy and incredibly serious characters and serious storylines. Um, and it sparked off my favourite game franchise of, you of all time. Okay, great. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> you just vamping for a while there, were you? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. Awesome. Well, all right. Over to you pitch. guys. Thanks. Hmm. Um, hmm. Rich, I, I feel like I feel like I need to come to you first because I don't think Go you've you've not played a huge <laughs> amount of this game. Is that yeah. right? I don't like games that preach to me, so that's a two out of ten right. for me. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've not played a lot of it, but I appreciate everything it's done as a game and as a series. Um, hmm. Fond memories of being really impressed by the demo that I played. I must stress the demo that I played. Um, mm-hmm. From yeah, the opening cinematics with the uh, title crawl on the screen, um, just the scene setting feeling like an actual Hollywood movie, as opposed mm. to just a video game that just threw you in the action. That was really different um, at the time. Kind of like with how Half-Life was different, it's just the way it set the scene. It wasn't something that you was used to outside of mm. you know, a movie or a TV series. So I can, yeah, absolutely commend it for that. Um terms of the actual gameplay like the stealth i yeah i'm not the stealth guy when it comes to games so i found it quite kind of daunting in a way quite intimidating i didn't like sneaking around Mm. not wanting to be spotted it almost felt like survival horror for me just put Mm. me on edge so maybe that's why i never went back and played much of it so but no i totally totally understand why it's you know it's endearing to so many people and people love that game so yeah yeah Fair enough. Um, I think that, yeah. I mean, I, I think there were stealth games before it. Like, I think the thief, the thief series was out before Metal Gear Solid, and obviously there's been other things. But it felt like almost that, that Metal Gear Solid was the first game that really kicked off hmm. that whole obsession of the games industry with stealth gameplay. I mean, you've got Splinter Cell that came not very long afterwards, and uh, you know all those kind of games that have just kind of. So taking it on board, I mean, open world games now have an element of stealth in them mm. at some point, and I think Metal Gear Solid is to thank for a lot of that. Um, I don't think people do it quite as well as Metal Gear Solid have done it since. Uh, Splinter Cell maybe being the only exception. I, Splinter Cell does stealth very well. Um, but yeah, the stealth gameplay I enjoyed um, was very different for me at the time. I don't think I played. I don't think I played it all the way through at the time. Um, I think that was that came later that I played it all the way through. But when it actually came out, I think I, I saw Steve play a lot of it. And yeah, I mean, listening to Steve talk about it just then, it's just the uh, the scope of the story and what it tried to do and, and what it tried to tell you. That seemed to be what was the, the main focus. At least that's what, you know, that's what I kind of gather from from Steve and, and, and knowing Kojima and, and what he's done since. You know, trying trying to kind of not shoehorn. I don't know if shoehorn's the right word, but trying to get in a lot of stuff um, into the game in terms of he does story and stuff. It's just a lot of stuff. And but the thing is, it it works to a degree because it's just so camp, and so it doesn't take itself. I mean, it takes itself seriously to a degree, but in in other ways, it doesn't take itself seriously. And it it works with very much like Silent Hill. It works with the confines of the console that Mm -hmm. it was on the original Mm -hmm. Metal Gear Solid. I mean, we talked about, in the OG, we talked a little bit about the Twin Snakes, which was the remake with the Metal Gear Solid 2 engine on the GameCube. And that had a whole bunch of new stuff that it could add. And it turned the game into, like like Steve said, a really easy game. 
So it goes to show that on the PlayStation, what they did with that and to make it a challenging and interesting and fun game, they did really well to do that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to, to say about it, really, because it's just one of those games that even if you've not played it, you know what it is and you know... Mm-hmm what it's about and you and you know the impact that it's had it is it's just one i mean you, you know we, we talk about hydro thunder and you couldn't really put uh, you know you, you could ask somebody about that and somebody might not know what it is or if they do it would be very vague whereas metal gear solid you could ask anybody any gamer even non-gamers perhaps you could ask them and they would know what that game is um so yeah it's in that regard it, it's it's huge and i really feel like we should be getting rich to play it um so I'm, I'm going to have a slighter side. I've had the remake. Um, sounds easier. Sounds... The remake. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you a GameCube for that. That's just a I, bit. That's, that's a console I never had. I always wanted. So well, I there you go. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, if anybody wants to kind of donate uh, to get rich the consoles and games that he hasn't played, um, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll set up a, a GoFundMe page. Just let us know if you're interested mm. and we'll get that set up. Um, because I think Rich should play these things. Um, Absolutely. I did, I did think that a PlayStation Classic would probably cover most bases if you put the games on it. So uh, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Let's get Rich a PlayStation Classic and load it with <laughs> games that he's not played. Uh, but Metal Gear Solid, yeah, it's 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 a game changer it's it's always been a game changer since it came out uh, and it still is now in my eyes absolutely and that is why it is going to win this poll vote now listeners okay we'll move (laughs) on um back to you andrew your second pitch of the episode Mm. uh can you tell us what you're going to be pitching i'm going to pitch uh power stone for the dreamcast ah yes power stone for the dreamcast all right Mm. i will count you down three two one go Power Stone is a game that's a fighting game, but not quite a fighting game. You um, battle in kind of isometric 3D cubes, looking at it from an isometric perspective, and it's one-on-one, and you play a, uh, like a, a roster of different um, quirky anime-style characters from the Age of Exploration battling each other. You can kick and punch and throw and do all the normal stuff, but what makes it different sets it aside is you can pick up the scenery and throw it to each other. You can slide across tables, uh, swing around poles, open chests and fire guns at each other that you find uh, and, and the main thing the reason it's called power stone is that there's a bunch of power stones that you have to collect three in total um, you each have one to start with and there's one on the stage and you have to collect them all and by collecting them all you turn into like a super saiyan version of yourself and can basically beat the other person to a bloody pulp um, but it's just so much fun it's i don't think it's been bettered um, i wish they'd make another one and it was just an amazing way to start the dreamcast off with a, a game that was so original and unique um, and it's Time's just up. Uh, yeah yeah good job good job <laughs> i think you were coming to a, a pretty natural conclusion there just yeah. as we were getting to the time limit so, i think uh, so well done okay uh rich you haven't played this game as i understand yeah, i haven't <laughs> played this game but other than yeah other than not other than throwing a dreamcast in the bin um i think probably yeah, not <laughs> giving power stone time is probably my most shameful act um yeah no i need, I need to buy this game this needs to be top of my ebay list I cannot mm. lie. I skipped it because, like I said before in the OG show, I wrote it off as just fighting yeah. game. Yeah. B. Yeah. But then proceeded to pick up Soul Calibur, which is a fighting game through and through. So I <laughs> work that one out. Um, but yeah, I need to go back. I really, really do. I'm, I, if, if you bring it to the eShop, fantastic. I'll jump on it. But at the same time, I still want to actually experience it on the Dreamcast because yeah, that's where it was born. Um Mm. There's not much more I can say, really. 
It just well, looks really I mean, fun. It looks like Smash of its time before there was a Smash. Yeah, um, that's a good. That's a good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if 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 you, I mean, you should somehow go back and play it. And if you did, I reckon you would still have a lot of fun. I mean, I haven't played it in like probably what close to twenty years at this point. Mm. Um, but I can Im- I can imagine that still being a lot of fun to go back to. Um, Powerstone, it was I think it was one v one in the first game, mm-hmm. um, and the memory that always pops up for me because I thought it was so fucking cool at the time was when you could roll over the tables <laughs> in the cafe area. You're being shot at and you can just sort of dive and roll over the tables. Cool. Um, it was it was mad. It was it's it's a very it's a very silly game. And it's just about, you know, it's about having fun and it's very colourful and the graphics are kind of simple, but it's got a really neat art style to it. Um, and you mentioned on the OG show, I think it's like, like I don't know, early 20th century type stuff. There's a, yeah. a, there's a biplane pilot and there's an Egyptian lady and yeah, it's great. It's really good fun. Power, Power Stone's amazing. And every time it comes up, we always say, why don't they make a new Power Stone? And, and I'll just I'll just repeat that here. They need to make a new Power Stone because it's, it's so good. Really, it, really a good... Is it a fun out. enough single-player experience or is it really just best with friend or friends? Because um, I might only play on my it's, own. It's right. certainly best with friends. Of course. Um, but uh, Andrew... It's still fun. I've I've played it solo recently, and it's still. I mean, going through the arcade mode, like you would most fighting games, it's still there's still a decent amount of fun to be had with it. Um, yeah, so I'd say yeah, still get it, still play it solo. But if you can find a friend and you've got a second controller, then kind of take it out and play it with your friend. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, when it eventually comes on the Switch, then uh, we'll play it then. Right? Oh, it's going to happen. Right? We're going to get it on the Switch. Got to happen. Right? It's absolutely. Happen. Bye-bye Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well done, Andrew. Um, that poll is going to be up on Twitter when it should be up now for listeners. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. As soon as we uh, send uh, send the podcast out to all the apps, um, I'll put the Twitter. <laughs> on. Great. So uh, as you're listening to this, go on go on Twitter now. Look, go to at Dreamcast Years. And vote for Metal Gear Solid. Um, Someone has to vote Hydro Thunder. Come on, <laughs> one person. At least throw throw Rich a, a cursory vote. But um, also, there's only seven days. You only have seven days to vote. So remember. Oh, that. that's right. Sorry. Yes, you only have seven days to vote Metal Gear Solid. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some of the other potential games of the year that could have been. Um, Andrew, were there any other games that you considered? I mean, you pitched two here. But I were did there pitch any two. other games? I mean, there were a lot of great Dreamcast launch titles that I could have talked about. I mean, we could have talked about oh, so many, and even some that launched after after the Dreamcast launch. Um, but uh, I don't know something about Final Fantasy VIII for me. I I, I could mm-hmm. have brought that in because yeah. it was my it was the first Final Fantasy game that I really loved. Like I did, I liked Final Fantasy VII, but for some reason, I I just I, I got on so much better with eight, despite um, your misgivings of the story. Steve, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, um, maybe I wouldn't now, but at the time I really enjoyed it, and I, and I thought it was great. And yeah, there, there's definitely something about it that I I would have brought it in. I don't think it would have won. I don't think it could win. Um, I mean, just look at how long it took them to bring a remastered version out. I mean, I know that's partially because they lost the code for it, but also it's just not as beloved as uh, yeah. beloved as, as seven and and even nine is is kind of held up in higher regard. I think. Um, 
but yeah, for me, there's something about it. But I, I, you know, I got to bring two, so I, luckily I didn't have to make that uh, make that decision. <laughs> I'm not sure what I I'd was... have chosen. To be honest, I wouldn't. I don't know what I'd have chosen out of Silent Hill and Power Stone. I don't know how I'd been able to choose between those two. To be honest, I mean, it would have been Silent Hill. I think you'd have eventually landed on <laughs> Silent. There's no way you could have not picked that game. I, I guess so. I, I feel like I'd be betraying the whole the dreamcast by not having power stone but <laughs> oh that's yeah, true yeah this is yeah. the dreamcast yes yeah good point good <laughs> point um yeah i'll say i'm actually quite surprised that you went for final fantasy 8 uh, you didn't go for final fantasy 8 but mm. obviously dreamcast years it makes sense that you went for power power stone yeah um rich any other games you want to mention um big standout for me was definitely soul caliber so much so that was almost going to be the game that i was actually going to pitch but which would have been mm-hmm. a safe bet for the uh, for the poll, but mm. hey, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like safe bets. <laughs> that to be the other dog. What it work? I say. Um, but yeah, that game is like the only real fighting game I've truly ever loved, and just I sunk a lot of time into that. Surprisingly, again, I played on my own, but just the um, was it the mission mode alone? I put so much time into that game. The, you know, the arcade mode. Just yeah, just one of the most visually stunning games probably the most visually stunning game on the dreamcast mm-hmm. better than the arcade um incredibly accessible fighting game as well like anyone could pick it up and play mm. i mean the weapons were a hook for people as well it wasn't your standard kick punch affair which i always mm. liked um just a really great roster of characters it just i don't know what it was about it at the time that made me want to buy it other than it was just one of the big hyped dreamcast launches but mm. Yeah, I just found it to be a remarkable game, and I know it's a series that hasn't been as strong since. So I think I assume the first game is still held up as the best. I might be wrong. I think we're like number six now, so who knows? Um, but <laughs> but yeah, no, just a phenomenal game. Um, other yeah. other than that, I think yeah, Tony Hawk. It can't be ignored. How massive that game was. Um, and I went on went on record as saying last time that it was a great game for skaters that never played games and it was a great game for people that didn't ever jump on a skateboard which was i was definitely the latter um <laughs> just perfectly tuned the game controls were just absolutely fantastic amazing soundtrack um otherwise yeah gta 2 because i love love me some old school gta yeah gta 2 was great mm. so it was so different from gta 1 um it was uh, it was very weird, though. It was like set in the near future, yeah. I think, and it was all like factions warring with each other, and you had to gain rep. But to gain rep in one faction, you lost rep in another. Really, they went they went in a very strange direction with that game, actually. Now that I think 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 about it, but um, yeah, it was really good, really yeah. really good. Um, Soul Calibur as well. Yes, the accessibility is the key thing on that. Like I, I haven't played that game in a really long time, but if we picked that up now, we would be having fun within seconds. Mm. Like you can just mm. slip straight back into that game. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, for myself, um, I will say uh, Team Fortress Classic came out that year. Um, I spent a heck of a lot of time on that. This was early days of multiplayer gaming for me, ga- gaming online, and that was a revelation. That game, it felt like every sort of choke point, every sort of front line to the battle felt incredibly manic and crazy and epic and... Um, all the different classes that you could choose as well. I liked being the medic, uh, which is something that I still like doing. In Over- in Overwatch, I'm always Mercy, for example. But um, <laughs> yeah, that game was... Obviously, it was a Half-Life mod. 
Half-Life mods generally, um, I spent a lot of time. I played so many Half-Life mods to the point where that engine, the original Half-Life engine, feels very familiar to me. And playing a game within that en engine is like a really warm, fuzzy feeling. <laughs> um, so yes, that game. Also, Half-Life: Opposing Force came out that year, which I think is a stellar expansion to Half-Life. Really, really good. It was from the um, from from like an army guy's perspective. Obviously, in the first yeah. game, they send the army in to liquidate the facility and kill all the scientists, and uh, you play it from the army's perspective, and it's nice. really, really good. <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah, but that's it, I think. For me, I can't think of anything else. Um, no. Has anyone got anything else that they'd like to say? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. No. Um, no. Just that I'm looking forward to the next deep dive we do. I'm very excited for that. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. What's the topic on that one? Do we know yeah. yet? Ooh. Are we saying? We are. Are we announcing? What's? I think we could say, can we? Yeah, go for it. We kind of touched it. upon it earlier on with the um, movie talk. It will be <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog nice ah uh, yes yeah that is that is exciting i've got i've 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 got a history with Sonic with sonic the hedgehog that that's be good because i won't lie I've, I've never played a lot of the more modern ones so it's going to be fun going through that mid-2000s era when you start <laughs> getting a bit angsty and a bit like uh weird <laughs> concepts so it'd be as much fun for me to actually uh, pick those apart as it will be you yeah uh, Yes, it'll be interesting when we get to Shadow the Hedgehog. That was a uh, dark chapter yeah. in Sonic oh. canon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, I think we'll call it a day there, gents. Um, yes. Andrew, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at Oddment84 and, of course, everybody at Dreamcast Years. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> cool. Um, we can also find you on the Switch Island, I believe. You can, and I am starting to starting to stream um, for the Switch Island now. Um, so if you like Pokemon, um, take a look there. And I have been streaming on my own account, which is Oddment84 on YouTube. And I've been doing a bit of streaming, a little bit of Death Stranding, and some Shenmue 3. Jolly good. And Rich, where can we find you? Uh, you, you can find me at Dreamcast Barber. I also am on the uh, Switch Island as well. Got a bit quiet lately, but I'm still there. I still exist. No, fair enough. Life <laughs> happens. Life happens. And you can find me over on Twitter at Steve Jack. I am also on the Switch Island. And that's it. Don't forget to go and vote. Find the poll at Dreamcast Years on Twitter. And join us next time to find out who wins. Until then, keep dreaming. <laughs>